0: Hey, hey, stay. How's it going?
1: Hi, um, it's going well. Uh, enjoying another evening in London. How about you?
0: It's a, uh, it's somehow gotten really nice here in Salt Lake City. Like, it's hovering between like 60 and 80, which is like right. Like, normally we'd set the AC on like low 70s if we wanted it to be like cool inside our house, and it's like been in that range. It's still it's still pretty hot outside during the, the hottest part of the day. But, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't wait for it to get a little bit chillier because last week in London has been, like, absolutely, like, awful to, like, London standards. But, yeah, I'm hoping for some, like, wind, some, like, uh, you know, that kind of atmosphere to go <laughs> in Hampstead Heath and, like, watch the uh, – f- leaves fall from the trees, Halloween yeah. is coming, like it's right around the corner and it's one of my favorite holidays, so looking <laughs> forward to that.
0: Are you uh, dressing up as anything?
1: Well, I was thinking, I mean, uh, I know my wife and I have been talking about like embracing our goth-like uh, the- uh, arc or uh, phase and i was thinking of going like a bit a bit in that area but uh let's see let's see if i have actually have the guts to it. uh but yeah not anything in particular i haven't been trick or treating although kids do it over here i was surprised to see that yeah how about you what what's your like go to what was your go to costume when you were uh, a kid did you like do it or is it
0: Oh yeah, like I was I was trick-or-treating every every year up until I was basically as old as like uh the oldest kids that were trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really just remember not doing anything too elaborate, mostly just like uh throwing on a cape and being a vampire or like doing <laughs> doing doing something kind of small but Uh, you know, making do with whatever like leftover Halloween stuff my parents had and coming up with a costume from that.
1: (laughs) Well, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. I wish I had Halloween growing up. We didn't celebrate and we didn't have like any equivalent. But in all the U.S. movies that I've seen from my childhood, there were kids (laughs) trick or treating and I was looking at it uh, wow, okay, this is actually happening. So yeah, when I came to London, usually it's around like, the areas with, uh, which have houses. So I have a couple of streets in my neighborhood and I'm actually seeing kids with their little bags and uh, <laughs> dressed up as, you know, all the classic stuff, but also the modern stuff, like, I don't know, Adventure Time or uh, what else do kids
0: like these days. Uh, Lots of anime.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's a super like uh clear gateway into cosplaying. So that's <laughs> great because, you know, I don't think like for us growing up it was such a big thing. I I I guess. But yeah. now you can like merge from trick-or-treating into like cosplaying like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like at least um where I was most Halloween costumes typically were scary. <laughs> like that, that, that was kind of the the theme of Halloween. It's like, do something, do like a, you know, a scary character from a book or a show or something. And nowadays it's really just like a, a chance to dress up. It's more yeah. like, like a cosplay than anything else,
1: which I is know. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been through that debate. I think it was like a couple of years ago, like, with, uh, something united on twitter uh because people were dressing up as fairies or like i don't know uh going out getting drunk and just like putting on a whatever mm. yeah costume which was not scary and there was this debate halloween is supposed to be scary uh but yeah i think the consensus was like whatever do whatever you like <laughs> and yeah i actually celebrated london a couple of Years ago, before the pandemic. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't do it the past few years, but yeah, just like some face makeup. I don't even I think I was kinda of like a troll or dwarf. I had like green face and that was like all I could put together, but not scary, but anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I should I should figure out what I'm doing this year. <laughs> what are I the mean, options? What, oh, I don't even know yet. I, I think I think my wife and I have a, like a little list because we try to do like a couple's costume. Because last year we did Jamie and Claire Frazier from Outlander. Okay. Which was a fun one. Like literary costume was fun. But I think we've, we keep like bringing up like whenever like there's a interesting couple, we're like, oh, we should, we should go as them for Halloween. But then normally we don't write it down. So it kind of falls off our, our radar. So we need a like, See if she's remembered some of them that I haven't.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great list. Uh, this is like, I'm maybe people will post on Hardcover because like literary costumes are like one idea that I haven't been thinking about. But yeah, that's like huge.
0: Maybe maybe that should be our, our prompt we send in October. It's like what oh, it... uh, what what's a what's a book what's a character from a book that you'd want to. Dress up as for Halloween. Oh yeah! To see what books yeah, come to the top. One. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> a great one. Yeah. Ah, uh, maybe I'll dig a bit into into that for this year. That might like if I'm not doing like the goth thing, maybe this is it. Wonderful.
0: I, I know there's yeah. there's a lot of a lot of kids that dress up as like Harry Potter characters because you can just oh, get the yeah. robe, a wand, and then like a hat and that's, that's huge. You, basically, you literally...
1: <laughs> The Harry Potter store and get the Harry Potter costume <laughs> and all the like shenanigans that come with it over here. So yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Classic.
0: <laughs> we I think we were joking about going as uh Sansa Stark and Littlefinger from Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> oh oh wow, that's great. <laughs> Okay, I, I have a similar look to Littlefinger, and yeah, I think... you do. Oh crap, okay. you do. Okay, yeah, that's actually a good one.
1: So, so maybe, I <laughs> getting, yeah, I've been getting comparisons to Gary Oldman, so I'll have to <laughs> check out like one. Well, maybe him in Fifth Element. That's but yeah, he had he had lots of roles, yeah. and yeah, I'm not planning to like shave one part of my head for. <laughs> For that, so I'll think of something. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but that's a that's a that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, if well, you do that's... it, make sure you take lots of pictures <laughs> because I'm dying to see that. <laughs> for sure.
0: Nice. Well, aside from that, uh, what have you been up to uh, lately?
1: Uh, well, parenting mostly, uh, which is uh, great. Lots of like new stuff and the challenges every day. I've been to a sushi restaurant last week, which has been really, uh, really good. And uh, yeah, just like taking it easy, trying to get into the rhythm of things, I guess. Yeah. How about you? Uh,
0: this last week, uh, well, two weeks ago, my wife had COVID. So last week was kind of the first week where we were able to like be in the same rooms together, which was nice. So, uh, mostly just, you know, catching up, <laughs> we went to, uh, a, there's a, a street fair, a couple blocks from our, well, it's a couple blocks. it's more like a mile from our, uh, apartment, yeah. the Avenue street fair here in Salt Lake. We went to that on Saturday, which was really neat. They shut down like, like a five block street and it's just like, uh, vendors, lots of local vendors, um, craft crafts and, uh. Yeah, just a uh, lot of a lot of local creators just making stuff, which was really just neat to see. Nice. Did it have good food?
1: Yeah. As well.
0: We were hoping it would, but it it had it was more like fair fair food. Like you uh-huh. know how there's kind of like yeah. f- fair um, yeah. food vendors and there's like food truck food vendors. And uh-huh. this was more towards the fair food truck vendors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. So more like hot dogs, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, like stuff you could turn out in quantity so that you only need a couple of them <laughs> rather than uh, food yeah. trucks, which are normally a little slower. But yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but they're better. And lately they've been like getting amazing. I have a food fair, like a permanent one, like 15 minutes away from uh, from my house. It's called Malby Street Market, Ooh. and there's, like, lots of stuff in there. Last time I went there, I got a steak uh, with chimichurri, and it was a really well-done steak, uh, like, all grown and, like, really quality beef. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they have all sorts of stuff. They have Greek whenever you're in London. Like. Nice. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. we uh, We always go to... What's what's the big market? Borough. B- Borough market, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Borough's great. It's kind of like that
1: but a bit smaller and with like smaller vendors. That's why I guess everybody's like uh, coming up with new stuff every but yeah, Borough's a classic. I always get oysters because they have like a mm-hmm. uh, place with fresh oysters uh, there <laughs> and now there's like lots of cafes that opened around the area, <laughs> ice cream, uh yeah. You can find basically anything.
0: Yeah. Man. If if, if you're ever in uh Seattle, there's a uh, an oyster place we went to last year. It was like an hour north of Seattle, right on the coast, and it's like an oyster farm and oh. restaurant. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> and and so like we went up there and you just order like, you know, we just ordered like four dozen oysters for the two of us. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Just like That's
1: a lot of oysters.
0: Yeah. Just like six of this kind, six of this kind, and six of this kind. and Nice. <laughs> so yeah. like... that's
1: That sounds great. <laughs> and with oysters, yeah. You want to go to like farm or like someplace because it's really like uh, hit or miss, I guess. So yeah, when you find like a place like that. Okay, so in Seattle. Well, <laughs> someday definitely I'll be in Seattle. <laughs> Is it close to, I have no notion, sorry, that this is my like European mind at play. I have no notion of like how far it is from, from Salt Lake.
0: It's a, it's about a two day drive from Salt Lake. It's a long one. Okay. But the, yeah, I probably like uh, the
1: Norway by car in that same time <laughs> or something. I'll,
0: I'll send you the thing for later, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. it's, thanks. Yeah.
1: That's great,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, other than about, that... yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool. And <laughs> for hardcover, what yeah. updates do we have? We've been rolling out the <laughs> updates, and people have been like really enjoying them so far. We've got lots of uh, really good feedback. The last emails you uh, sent uh, on the team channel were like really reassuring because I think we're getting close to that moment where people are actually finding Hardcover as a worthy uh, alternative to Goodreads. So I think like that's been like two years in the making. That's like crazy to to hear that. So that, that got me like really, uh, really hopeful. Uh, someone just saying that. So not us asking, you know, would you switch from Goodreads? And uh, yeah, maybe the
0: coming like
1: unprompted um, from someone—that's yeah. that's something.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing hearing like just having people send emails saying like, "Hey, I really like what you're doing. I've been using it for a week, and I've stopped using Goodreads altogether. Now I'm just using Hardcover. I'm like Ugh. that means it's it's working. Like people feel." Comfortable enough on the platform to like make that switch, which is which is huge.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, really glad yeah. that's starting <laughs> to happen. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering when that kind of uh, moment would uh, would come, and
0: yeah, I think it's yeah here. So and, yeah. and as we uh, one of the things we we were talking about when we were talking about. Uh, Uh, doing some updates on the homepage for the launch, which I'm sure we're gonna talk more about it, is we were like calculating what the conversion rate that current people are um, doing for like, for a new user who just kind of like finds hardcover, maybe through a link, maybe through a search result, and they get to hardcover, they click around, uh, what percentage of those convert to like a user on the platform? How many people sign up and actually register? And I think we found it, it was, like, between 14 and 22%, which is, like, insane, it's just, which is great.
1: <laughs> I wasn't expecting like, that. I mean, the average conversion rate for, like, any, like, the digital product is, like, 1%, 2%, if you're lucky, like, 3%. So this is, I yeah. mean, I think we kind of hit the need, uh, which is, like, really... Uh, mm, a, a, a bit uh, that conversion rate surprised me, so uh, I'm eager to like get even more visitors because apparently, even with uh, you know uh, the homepage uh, we currently have, it seems like it's like a really uh, a thing that yeah drives people to to sign up. So that's that's really good. Yeah.
0: Now. Uh... I have a feeling one of the, the future things we'll be figuring out is how to get people to sign up from that to a supporter plan. But I feel like just getting people in right now is much more important than, you know, optimizing conversions to a supporter plan. Like, we just want yeah, people to exactly. use it, do what they think, <laughs> make a better product.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and even for supporters, I, I mean, that's like uh, the like, extras we... Uh, we have on top of what other uh, platforms offer so i guess that's like uh my thinking around the uh, the supporter plan so it's been also good to see people actually like sign up for for that as well i mean i always wonder where where these people come from i mean when you're building a product yeah you, know, you you hope you're doing that but uh you hope you're uh, building it so people would come and ideally they would pay so you can like make it better and you can like sustain it. But I always wonder who are these people who find like a product online and they're just like, okay, I'm going to go do it. I, I, I tried wondering in, in, in what like circumstances I do that on site and sometimes I do that when it's like a really nice website and I think like ours might be.
0: Yeah, it's I feel like it takes a lot for me to like sign up for something. Like it has to be has to be a need that I've thought about before. Yeah. Like it's it's very rare where I see something and I'm like trying to read through their landing page like okay, how would this be beneficial to me? How would I actually use this? Like is this mm-hmm. going to replace something? Is this going to solve some problem I don't know I even have? Yeah. But for for hardcover like anyone who uses goodreads like can instantly be familiar with like the concept we're solving. So it's, I think it's, it's easier for people to just like try it out, even if they're not going to like commit from day one. But I feel like, like we're, we're getting to that point where those people who try it out are like, oh, this is, this is good. (laughs) and So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's been great. And I I think there are like a, a few pieces at play that still have to click. For it to make even more sense than than it does now, I think it's part of the uh, things uh, or the plan we're we're working on with discussions and then with authors and then uh, authors being able to ideally sustain much of their promotion, which is horrible right now on other platforms, on Hardcover exclusively. So I guess those are like parts of the puzzle which haven't come into play yet but they will at some point uh, it's been good to see people trusting us so far without like, with all those parts coming in to get together as we're we're, we're building it because yeah I mean it's been really good and uh, we have a lot of appreciation for people just like see Harcover uh, and <laughs> just go for it.
0: Yeah I uh, I just started reading a new book that just came out this week. Um, oh man, what's it called? But it was it was uh, kind of relevant to this it, um, t- 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 It's called uh, The Internet Con: How to Seize the Means of Computation. Oh wow! Okay. I haven't seen it on how, and it's of it. about. It's uh, let me. I'm just started reading it. So let me add it to my thing. Ah, here it is. It's kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of about like uh all these big te- tech tech pra- platforms and how they, kind of have become a monopoly and um, kind of how, like, it, it kind of drove out all the small innovations for you know sites like ours over the last decade because, um, it was just the, the way to get traffic was to leverage off of the big sites. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're like, uh, uh, there's an example in another book I was reading about, um, Ello or Ella. I can't remember the name. It was a social network that started in like 2018 yeah. and they were supposed to be like an anti-Facebook. And yet they were like, um, they had ads on Facebook to get people to move from Facebook to this platform. <laughs> so it's like, you're giving Facebook money for trying to, like, migrate users. So it's like, it's it's this, like, yeah, complicated system of trying to get people to, you know, get off big tech. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think it's, it's Yeah, you're,
1: you're <laughs> totally right. It, it is the end of an era. I think it like played out. Then again, I mean, I think these models are hard to uh, do. Uh, are hard to emulate in any like other setup. So what Facebook did, what Twitter did, what Reddit did. I think it's hard to like come up with another model. So there, I guess it, there had to uh, be some like buffer time between. Uh, you know them starting and new uh, platforms like ours to uh, to emerge, but I'm kind of seeing it. I mean, there are like lots of dual platforms which now, I mean, hardly anyone has heard about them. Like Goodreads has like 100 million users. We have a couple of thousands. Uh, but then again, I'm seeing it. I mean, there are other platforms in. Other domains like social networks or whatever, you know, the next concept of social networking is games. I'm seeing like so much stuff in gaming from indie studios that is just trying to emulate games, which like made made you feel like a certain way. But there's been quite a gap because uh, many it kind of converged towards like big studios and a certain kind of like game that was good on the market. But now, you know, mm, at least, like, I felt the need for, like, farming simulators, city builders, that kind of stuff. And there weren't, like, any titles which came out or the ones that came out weren't that exciting. Like, the times when I was playing, I don't know, Age of Empires or something like that. Or, mm, what was that with the Greek Empire? Zeus? It Was it Zeus? I think okay. it's Zeus. Yeah. Oh, man, I played the shit out of that. And... <laughs> Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe we were kids, so that's what made fun. But I'd still play that if it was, like, revamped. And there are, like, gaming studios that revamp it. There are, like, social networks that are trying to, like, find a new model. Um, How to get a hook-in. I think books is a good hook-in. So maybe. I mean, that's our bet, I guess.
0: Yeah, I like one of the questions I've been asking people when we talk to them about discussions is like, you know, tell me about the last discussion you had about a book after you finished it. Like, where was that discussion? How did you find those people? And then, like, tell me about it, one that you had online versus in person. Because normally when I ask that question, people, the first thing they do is talk about an in person discussion they had. And so it's like, you know, maybe they're, and, and about half the time they've been telling me about a discussion they had with someone where they were telling someone about the book and that other person hadn't read it. It was more, it was more, it was more sharing the book than about like, like a in-depth discussion between two people who read it, which, which is also interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think like what the way we do things now, uh cover that that scenario because now that I think of it, I think, like, mm, suggesting a book to someone who hasn't read it might be, like, one of the, like, main things you do in real life.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: that's, like, a really interesting insight you got from the, the interviews.
0: Yeah, that was, that, like, a recommend this book kind of feature. One of the ways that I am really considering, like, how we could implement that. It was a way that um, the Readerly app did something like this, where after you finished a book, like during the review process, when you're like reviewing a book, it said like, what are some books this reminded you of? And then using that data, we could say like, oh, like you have like a, you know, if you rate one of the books that it reminds you of as five stars, then you're much more likely to like that book.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's like the formal process of how it usually goes. I think we kind of like covered that in mentions. I mean, you can actually write like this book reminded mm -hmm. me of like 10 books. So, and even writing about like the book or about the chapter or about something that struck you, I think is exactly the way you'd tell someone about the book. So Mm -hmm. I think it kind of, covers it without yeah without us having to do like much (laughs) just like leaving it out there for people to actually like say in their like own language uh, whatever they want I mean maybe it reminded them badly maybe it reminded them in a good way maybe it reminded uh, uh, so you could be reviewing like books that are like not that good and uh, you could be reviewing books about the theme uh so yeah, I think like the way we kind of open it up with like allowing mentions and allowing people to just like say that thing about the book, I think is way better at covering that and leaving it open, so you know you can it would be interesting to like see if we can get like the data from that like process you just described and somehow make sense of it. So maybe there's a nugget there.
0: Yeah, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, we have a a board for a book, like, you know, that has, you know, let's say it's been around a while. It has 100 discussions. And throughout those 100 discussions, we have a lot of mentioned books and authors and other things. We could, like, roll those up and somehow show, like, here are the most referenced things from all of the discussions. So we yeah, can say like, oh, so, and then we could like, we could group them by like, here are books, here are the most mentioned authors, here are the most mentioned characters. And we could highlight ones that are like in this universe versus ones that aren't. It's cause like, you know, people might mention yeah. the series or other books in the series or other books by the author, but they might also be mentioning, you know, completely other books and things. I'm not that's... sure how we should show that, but it's it's another piece of data that we could use in discussions that is very unique.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, where would you see that? Uh, so, we got the discussion board uh, that should be accessible from that page. So, you'd see the discussion board and what would be like a good wording for this. They would be references, right? So maybe like a reference tab that takes them to like all the references, like a sub tab or a button or something like that. I just want to add a comment somewhere to not like forget about it. (laughs) So I'm just going to put in references and uh, I'm just not going to use the icon right now because that's not important, but yeah. Yeah, let's get that in there. I I think it's it could be like really really nice to yeah, that basically covers that. If you could see references and you could like uh interact with all those references, so kind of like meta data or like a, a meta analysis of like all the discussions on that book page. That's like really good. Good info. For readers and for authors, I think even for authors you'd be interested in like the universe around your book. Maybe we could even like draw a nice chart of like the actual like <laughs> <Yeah>. universe. <laughs> Stuff like
0: that. That would be neat. Yeah. Nice. That uh it kind of reminds me of Last Fm, like when you have like the, oh, yeah. the related related like you go to the related tab for a song it's so like related songs related author or uh, artists
1: yeah last fm was great for that i think they ruined it in the meantime but uh, last fm was great when it was at its at, 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 at its peak yeah yeah
0: that
1: that's really good they nailed it i remember like everyone being on last fm everyone like scrobbling their music I guess now mm-hmm. you know it's on the Apple Music, but yeah, kind of like they they had the opportunity mm-hmm. and they missed it. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they got funding and you know what happens, like bringing ten mm-hmm. product managers,
0: gutting the yeah, products. I I, uh, I used the hell out of Last.fm when it was uh, when it was around. I had I was like, because I I would like listen to music all day at work and I would be at home too, and I would be like scrabbling which yep. wasn't a term i had ever heard before but i guess that's a word yeah <laughs> i wasn't yeah, even sure if that was a made up word or an actual verb
1: <laughs> yeah they just they, they just like came up with that and it's not even called this called SFM and it's scrabbling but yeah goes to show <laughs> that like i guess the language around like this stuff is like so flexible as long as it does you know scrabble you're okay you're like okay it scrabbles that's, <laughs> is that
0: even a word? <laughs> I was, I was just Googling it and I don't even see it as a, a word. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong. But, <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, I mean, you could say you're like crawling or like whatever, but yeah. Scrubbling is just, it's scrabbling, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of what, like, I, I feel like some people have been asking about for like, Kindle integration, like that's, like Kindle right now can Scrabble what you read to Goodreads. Mm -hmm. And so if we had a a Scrabbler that went to a a hardcover, that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, it could be like hardcover sync. I think we approached that. I think there are people on GitHub who built versions of that for React, I guess. I think I searched for it, but I'm not sure like the status that they're in uh but yeah that might be fun down down the mm-hmm. line too like i think we have to after we do all this like discussions authors those are the main big things maybe we can take a look into actual tracking i found a lot of good apps on the app store in the books uh, section as well uh i'm gonna share them all <laughs> in the team chat but there's one which has like really nice transitions, and I think they nailed the book tracking, but it's just for book tracking. The whole referential system, the whole discovery thing, is not really there. And yeah, uh, but the tracking, I think they, got, I think it's called Bookshelf or something. Yeah, there are lots I'm of looking like, at, at my book books. Yeah, they're yeah in the top charts for the app store, there are like, for books, there are such like a interesting diversity of apps. My favorites are the romance slash uh, like smut uh, apps where basically people will write short romance stories and they publish them and they get huge so there's a couple of them in i think there's one in even in the top five so it's just like goodreads the apple book app it's uh, a couple of others and this is like the fifth one and yeah people are reading the hell out of that another thing Mm -hmm. than what we're doing but yeah it's 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 an interesting The fact that you can be an author that's like popular on this niche and pretty successful and nobody like in the book world has ever like heard of. But yeah, there are people who have like hundreds of thousands of readers there, which is crazy. Yeah,
0: that that makes me think we need like a a better way to add books that don't have an ISBN or like a A goodreads id because i I feel like fan fiction and all that but then again you know this is a problem that as more people join more people will say okay i I need to add non-isbn books and yeah maybe we just haven't had enough current readers to do it
1: yeah yeah as many features you know when we get pressure to like build that stuff from readers i think that's a good time but Definitely, I can see it happening. Uh, it can be just as simple as letting librarians who are like having the super librarian role that lets you add like books. So yeah, yeah, there one, are easy ways around it. Yeah,
0: one uh, one easy way um, is to, which is what StoryGraph does, is uh, anyone can add a book and it has like a user added tag, and only librarians can remove the user added tag. So it's like librarians kind of are anointing books as like a like we we have verified this book exists yeah. and until it's verified it has a user added tag.
1: Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, it surfaces books straight away. I'm wondering how many like weird books get added that stay in the system <laughs> because librarians are not reviewing them. So maybe it's better to like have that review before like have a queue of books that have been added and have a librarian just go, okay, this is good, this is good, this is good. This is like, I don't know, state propaganda for whatever. This is not good work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then those books don't show up in search if they're user-added, only confirmed ones show up in search. But then, like, they show up everywhere else. They just don't show up in search. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
1: I mean, I I think there are lots, lots of indie authors who... I mean, no, most of them have an ISBN. Yeah. I guess it's for, like, periodicals, like, articles, some comics maybe. Yeah, fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always dreamed of a place where I could, like, read some short stories, which, like, obviously there's a need for that because there are, like, apps which are super huge. So, yeah, maybe when we get authors, right, which is, like, yeah. After discussions, we can talk about it. Yeah, but it, it's been really interesting, and I guess like up until now in this session, we talked about marketing, and that's like I think a really important highlight because uh, explaining what we do has been like a really big challenge for us, I guess these uh, these two years, and we've gone through like multiple versions of of that. Uh, it's been interesting to like see how we nail what hardcover is, because if you say it's a social network, some people who like are into book tracking might be like, "I don't want a social network." If you say you're actually doing like book tracking, and you can even be like a replacement for other book tracking websites, which where you can like build a legacy library, uh, people who wanna uh, Get social and uh, like read with others. Mention no, oh, but that means you don't have book clubs. It's just for tracking. So like getting that thing right has been, uh, yeah. That's what founders should do, I guess. So <laughs> our mission to do yeah. it, but it's been interesting to see how how it evolved and yeah, how it kind of like came in like fall. Uh, <laughs> as f- how it fell into place. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel like about that, 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 that process?
0: I, I feel like as a, like one of the, one of the first things we kind of knew is that the way that most people use Goodreads is that they, they search for a book, they add it to their library to, as a, like, save, I want to read this. And then maybe someday in the future, they decide that they want to read it, they mark it as currently reading or or maybe read when they're done, they review it and they log it. And that's like the flow that most people use Goodreads for. And I feel like we we knew that from the start and we kind of were designing around it, but we we weren't like designing it linearly. We were designing like this piece and then we were designing this piece and then we were designing this piece and then this piece. And now we have like the full flow. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And so now now and because now we have that full flow, including like the discovery part, which I feel like was missing up until this last release, um, it made it it made it so like some point during that process you might like just drop off completely. Um but now I feel like we're we're mostly there. There's there's a couple of like bumps, (laughs) but it's it's getting there. So now in terms of like communicating it, I feel like we're able to say and describe that whole process of like how someone would use hardcover from scratch and including like that that piece at the very end where you're like, maybe you've already read some books and now you're trying to evaluate, um, like understand your reading habits based on what you've read. And I feel like that analytics and insights part, it's still a part that we could do more on, but that's a a lower priority than discussions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's uh, amazing like the scale, which like a product like this has. And it kind of reminds me of that meme. We didn't do it did this because it was easy. We did this because we thought it was easy. So that's <laughs> kind of like every founder, including us. <laughs> uh, so uh, like building it, well, I mean, getting to this point, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're spot on yeah. that. We build all these pieces that uh, now came together in this, like, experience, which is yeah. consistent, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it takes a lot, a lot to, to get here, which I'm guessing is the reason why there aren't so many, like, reads competitors out there I mean it's like what 10 big ones like serious ones maybe 20 yeah I couldn't name 20 but yeah Um,
0: and I could probably only name about 5 that are uh, like web and mobile most of them lately have been going mobile only which is which has been like uh, like if we were mobile only that would for Sure, make things a lot easier. <laughs> mm, yeah, like I would, but uh, it makes things easier on some routes, but then it, it's it's not a replacement for Goodreads because Goodreads has a website, it has, you know, yeah, a mobile site.
1: And, um, and they could be like, Yeah, now nah, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was uh looking at our, our database because I was curious, and it's at 198 gigabytes. <laughs>
1: That's not the so best. <laughs> that's huge. You know, that's,
0: that's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: you'd expect this from a <laughs> site that has like, <laughs> how many books do we have? We have
0: like a couple of million. Yeah, like, point. it's like 800,000 books, but then like 20 million editions. And then,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot. <laughs> and yeah, probably like much more to. Yeah, there's three imports. Uh, yeah, that's really uh, that's really like,
0: interesting. For, uh, for you know now that we have like uh, 20 minutes left. is there anything else you'd like to like do a deep dive in for today? or
1: well, we could either uh, jump into discussions or did you have any other thing in mind?
0: Uh, No, I mean, I'd be down for just kind of like, looking over discussions again, and then just like seeing if there are any smaller tweaks we want to make today. There Mm -hmm. hasn't, I haven't done any user interviews since our last talk, but I have one later today. So um, kind of whatever we settle on for today. I'll probably be showing it to someone later today to get feedback on. Okay,
1: or we could actually talk about because this was mentioned in the in the chat, and it could just like be us exploring that 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 concept. How will authors uh, get merged into discussion? Because I think that's like a key point. We had some chat about uh, how authors uh, submit advanced reader copies to readers. Uh, which would be another interesting thing to see how it could be merged with some parts of discussions or if it could like work within that flow. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, if someone posts a review that's like an ARC review, uh, can we highlight it somehow in the same discussions flow by just like it, marking it as a as an ARC review? and uh, maybe we can go through that whole process of an um, author like publishing a book either in the publishing or through a publishing house and like what happens and where we can like drop into that process and make it easier uh we know from uh from Jeff that uh who's like a really uh, outstanding member of of our community that uh, ARC reviews have a certain way of uh, being distributed to reviewers and now right now that's really clunky and like not optimized and there, there isn't like a really a, a process in place you just have to be like aware of uh, the people who are doing it and connected and there are some publishers that have a system in place and there are some uh authors who do it through these like informal channels but there isn't like one place where you can actually manage that uh so these are reviews that get sent to uh uh, people who are book reviewers and uh, they do a review pre-release and uh it gets published I think in our case, I was thinking, what if that review gets published as a discussion uh, on that pre-release book page Mm -hmm. and it gets flagged or not flagged, but marked as a ARC review. And somehow the author or the publisher that signs up to a publisher account can manage those reviewers. Uh, and they can select them ideally uh from hardcover like let's see how many people have reviewed or have like because we have that prestige score we're using for um, discussions. maybe that can be used for this purpose. I think it could be like a way to get authors and publishers uh It's a small market, but we can get a big chunk of that small yeah. market. What are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah, I think like when it comes to like uh, problems that authors have, uh, once we start talking to a bunch of them, there's probably going to be certain themes that come up time and time again. And I fully anticipate that like the whole process of like advance review copies, getting reviews, getting publicity in the time before the book's released to be like one of the biggest problems. And so yeah, how we how we enable authors to do that on hardcover, I feel like that's going to be that's going to be a, an important problem to solve. Once we have like authors on the system, then but but yeah, then the question is would an author sign up specifically for that or would they would they sign up for something else and then use that? And I could yeah i could I could see them signing up just for that like if they um if there was enough audience on hardcover for them to like distribute their book and get those advanced review copies out um see so yeah, i could i could i could for sure see that as uh, something down the line and then for how it integrates with discussions, one thing I was thinking is that for reviews we probably need like a mark like a a checkbox on their review like I was compensated in some way for this review, and then that could be like I got a copy of the book for free. I was paid to write about it, um, you know. Some, just some, some indication that this is a sponsored review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's something that no other platform has either. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of shocking to me. Like, uh, like back in two thousand eight. I was working on a platform that was for um sponsored tweets like paying people to tweet. And even back then we required people to have a hashtag ad in their tweet. That way people would know there was some form of disclosure. And the whole like disclosure on social media part is such a such a, such an obvious uh it's such a, it's a problem with an obvious solution. It's disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And and I feel like uh like that's one thing that we 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 hadn't added already because it wasn't any any of the imports that we were getting. So it wasn't something we mapped to our existing system. But I feel like having that mentioned should definitely be in our, our review um form. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that sounds great then. Yeah, what would be the what would be kind of the thoughts between having it as a review versus having it as a discussion? Because I see it more as a as a review but maybe there could also be discussions in the advanced review copy setup.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point because uh, I was thinking about it as a discussion item because it would be great to receive comments on that review. So Mm -hmm. uh, basically just a review with comments, which would make it a post tied to the book. Uh, I'm wondering, actually, if we keep reviews separate, if people are going to actually like write reviews through the discussions board, which I think could be like interesting. Right now, our uh, design of the system is that you post reviews the way you post them now, and discussions are like a separate part. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if those have any... Overlap or if people are gonna use it like that, I guess since we're building discussions we can like just do that and see if people actually like review the book through discussions. I'm really curious if people would actually do that um but um yeah, marking it as having a review that is marked as sponsored is definitely like the way to uh, to go. And, uh, earlier you mentioned that we have an advantage because we also have a web platform. And I think there's a whole ecosystem out there of, uh, book bloggers that have like their own website. They have their own, they even like, uh, have widgets that right now go to Goodreads, uh, and they integrate them sort of like the old, uh, like blogger, uh, uh times when everyone had a blog because that's the only thing you could have but there's like a lot of ownership in that and if you're like posting on a social platform if like you're posting on one of our competitors websites and they run out of funds at some point your discussions are like you can't export them you can't like import them anywhere else your your whole like effort going into that is gone which i mean for a casual reader it might not be much but for a book blogger that's like catastrophic uh we have this system where we not only like encourage content on our system but we also like indicate uh their content as the primary source uh so they have ownership on that that content so i'm uh even from that perspective i'm thinking you know uh for book bloggers, especially, which are like very small but very powerful niche uh that would like open up a possibility of sharing their content in a on a network that has uh way more exposure in this niche and uh, has way more weight. And functionality, because we're a book app. I mean, if you post it on Twitter, of course, you get engagement there. If you post it on Facebook, you get engagement there, but you don't get the functionalities. And yeah, I mean, building the thing we're building uh, always, you know, at first is, requires like faith from everyone involved because. It's going to be a whole lot different when there are 100,000 readers, when there are a million readers on the platform. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. right now it might seem, you know, for an author to sign up and send our uh, review cup, although we have some really good reviewers on the website. So even now, if you join Hardcover as an author, you could definitely find some book reviewers which you wouldn't find anywhere else that would be like great for your book. Uh, So even now it could be like a cell, but yeah, when it actually like reaches that level where you can select from 1000 reviewers and we give you the tools to see which reviewer is like closer to uh, what you write and closer to uh, like, once we have that, we have that data. So for an author, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean... If I was an author, that would provide it's... like so much clarity, which now I mean I've asked on Reddit and uh, I wasn't on an indie publisher like subreddit uh and yeah, the people there were not happy with the way the specific thing art reviews uh God mentioned a couple of times at least, yeah,
0: so yeah i I could definitely see that as like a big piece and it it had such a big benefit for readers too, because like imagine if you could just like enable something that says like allow authors to contact me for like you know, reviewing their books and then they just get free books or maybe they even get compensated for the books. That that would be another question is like, are the reviewers compensated with just a free book or are they compensated with cash as well?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. That- I mean, we could definitely like enable that. We're just like one Stripe connection away from like being able to facilitate that. Uh, But yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we could definitely make it into a marketplace, Uh, but even just like the thought of you being a reader on hardcover and you're just like reviewing the books you like and somehow an author you really, like, respects, contacts you and says, hey, do you want to, like, receive an advanced copy that no one has ever seen of what I'm writing? I (laughs) guess that's, like, I'd feel, like, great if that would happen. And, uh, yeah, maybe the the author uh, contacts uh, me through, one on non-account, so I don't even know if it's the author. This is another thing I've been thinking, you know, what if other authors want to just like lurk? Do we allow like the official author account and a hardcover like regular user account? What if, I don't know. We, we, what if Brandon Sanderson doesn't want to like, uh, he wants to uh, just uh, make an account under a username and lurk, but also like send this to users and have users be, oh, wow, this really is what they wouldn't know. Yeah.
0: I have a feeling that what we'll have to do is like, uh, everyone who signs up, whether you're an author, a publisher, an editor, a reader, you sign up as a hardcover user, and then, um, there would be something where like for an author, we say like this person is the this this user is the owner of this author like they have full access to everything they can even add new people with other roles under that like maybe there's another role for like manage content or another role for um you know um allow posting as on the yeah. discussion boards and like so there's one person who can like assign permissions for other people to have access to act as them. And then when you post on a discussion um, or, yeah, I guess it would be like when you post as a discussion, that would be like the main main thing right now. Um, You can decide if you're posting as yourself, like the user, your hardcover user you're logged in as, or if you're posting as an author that you have access to. Nice.
1: Yeah, that sounds amazing.
0: And then you could like, you know, if you're, if you're like a publisher, you might have access to post as 10 different authors because you're managing 10 different books of theirs.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
0: Would we, in this
1: iteration allow publisher accounts? Because I think they're really like similar to author accounts in the sense that they share many of the features. but is there like any significant difference that would make it a bad idea to have publisher accounts as well
0: hmm. yeah what what would you see as the major differentiator between like a, an author account and a publisher account on hardcover itself
1: Well, it it is a difference of hierarchy, I guess, because a publisher, like you said, can manage multiple authors, but that you basically like solve that through that system, because if you're a publisher and you can post as multiple authors, it's just like a different relation that we'd have to like design on the front end somehow and in the back end. Uh, so I guess that would be the only one. I guess also a publisher would, you know how on uh, Letterboxd uh, you have uh, the, what's it called? The Pro whatever account, let me check. It's an account for, I guess, uh, production houses. So there's members. Oh yeah, it's HQ members. So you have, wait, is this it? HQ members, HQ members, Uh, so, yeah, okay, so HQs is for studios, distributors, festivals, theaters, podcasts, and film-related organizations, so it's for all of that. So I'm guessing maybe we can make a plan that, so the way they did it is not specifically for uh, like a role. They don't have like separate roles for studios. For they just have like the HQ account. So it's kind of like that, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they
1: also One... publish like articles and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah. So it be that, that seems.
0: Yeah, it seems like if we if we had like a author account with like a whole hierarchy of permissions under there yeah I think it would I think it would enable that maybe like if if as part of our designs for discussions we have like highlighted author things, which I have a feeling we should yes <laughs> like exactly. you know th- this this was this was posted by the author this was an author replied to this post some way yes. to see at a high level that the author is engaging with this discussion yes then I think we need that whole, like, we need a way for a reader to claim an author account as the owner and then to assign sub-permissions. Might as well do them both at the same time and not just have, like, a one-to-one re- relationship. Might as well just have a one-to-many relationship from the start because yeah. it's always easier to design it with a one-to-many instead of design it with a, a one-to-one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a great observation. And, you know, it's so good... We're talking about this now because, you know, doing discussion and then figuring out, like, how to integrate that part. Yeah, I mean, this is how, like, the app architecture (laughs) should be, like, done. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Yeah. that that whole setup would work great. Yeah. We'll have to study Letterbox a bit more because I think, like, it's the exact same system. Uh, Maybe we can even improve on it. Why not? So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. We can focus on that for the next designs and, yeah, really explore the whole theme. Oof. So, uh,
0: yeah, maybe, maybe like, uh, what we do is, like, well, I was going to say maybe, like, you need a supporter plan to have multiple authors on a on an account. Well,
1: definitely. <laughs> the idea is know, that's that's pretty... should, that should be effective. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe even like a higher tier because if you're, I think Leatherbox does this as well. Their 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 HQ plan, I think, you kind of like have to sign up for a different thing. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, it has to like have some premium permissions, especially because you know, but you if you anywhere else yeah. And, yeah,
0: but if you're just an author and you want to manage your own book, then it feels oh, like that should be free. Like, that should yeah, just that be should like, that's something we want to encourage. <laughs> yes, especially
1: for indie authors, because yeah, it's so hard to like, get your stuff out there. I mean, I'm seeing indie authors on Twitter on like, uh, Reddit, they're trying to p- promote their stuff and it's in a sea of noise. So yeah, what we will provide is like silence and like focus. So that's, I think, gonna be like really valuable. So yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got that wrapped up. With, well, no, it's like the intro in it.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a, a good direction um, for how we think about how author accounts could work in relationship to discussions, which is yeah a new piece we haven't really prototyped, but I think we both kind of thought about it, but hadn't really had a good uh, a good solution for it. But I think I think that's a good good next step
1: yeah definitely. I mean, we're ruminating about it, so I guess once we hit the designs, it's gonna be like really fast, like figuring out how to uh yeah tie it all together, so yeah, that's gonna be fun.
0: cool. well, want to, uh wrap it up for today? Yes, let's cool, well, well, I will talk to you online and hopefully. I think it's looking like this Saturday, we're going to try to do our Product Hunt launch.
1: Yeah. So everybody, if you have a Product Hunt account, you'll receive an email from us uh, telling you to support us on Product Hunt. And if you don't, we'll encourage you to create an account because we really, really need that support. And uh, yeah, it's going on this Saturday. Saturday, what day is it? Uh, the 16th? 16th. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so we'll have that uh, so yeah, everyone we'll announce it on Discord as well, right? Perfect. Well
0: Well, talk to you online next week.
1: Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Have a good one. See all of you later.
0: Bye bye. Bye.